Now on sale at your local hardware store, light them up tiki torches. People, are you planning a summer pool party, a reunion, a high school graduation picnic, or maybe even a rally to spread the views of a small-minded, myopic, hate-filled movement? Light them up should be your choice for tiki torches. Whether you're a party planner, outdoor enthusiast, a white bread chicken shit Hawkenberry supremacist, or even an outdoor enthusiast white bread chicken shit Hawkenberry supremacist party planner, light them up tiki torches are for you. Now made with more wind protection to keep that flame lit no matter how fast you have to run from an angry mob. Light them up tiki torches. Light up the night and the fight. Ready? Set. Alright everybody, how's it going? How you doing? I'm Larry Thibodeau, Larry Tib, LT, you can call me what you want. Just glad you're here. Hey, thanks for stopping by. Thanks for hanging with me. Let me be your designated driver of thought for a little while. Let's pick up the conversation where we left off last. First off, it's been colder than shit here in D.C. It's been really cold. I'm talking single digits for multiple days in a row. Wake up at zero, one. It gets up till 11, 12, 19's a high shit. It started feeling warm when it would get up to 23. It's crazy cold here. It's been colder than a witch's tit. That's kind of a weird saying, isn't it? Colder than a witch's tit. You know, I never knew if I learned it wrong, so I wanted to look it up. You know, maybe I misunderstood how it was supposed to be said. Like, sweating like a banshee instead of screaming like a banshee. Maybe I confused some words, so I looked it up. Thanks to the old googs, I have it here for you now. Let me read it to you. A witch's tit, or witch's teat, to use the older spelling, supposedly left a marking that witch hunters and courts would look for on the body of an accused person. Supposedly, witches would suckle their familiars, and sometimes the devil himself, from this unholy, quote-unquote, body part. To find these marks, as well as insensitive spots on the skin called devil's marks, caused by the devil's claws or teeth, the suspects were stripped, shaven, then closely examined for any blemishes, moles, or even scars that could be labeled as diabolical. To find marks invisible to the eye, the examiner would poke the victim, inch by inch with a blunt needle called a bodkin, until they found a spot that didn't feel pain or bled, and discovery of those marks or spots, one supposes they would be considered cold since they were assigned a communion with the devil, would be proof, quote-unquote, of the person's dealings with scratch, so they would be shown in full court before the execution. So let me see if I understand this correctly. There's people that would walk around and look at other people in their community. And they would spot someone and say, I think you've been sucking on a witch's tit. So they grab you, strip you down, shave you, and then poke you with a dull needle until you didn't react to it. And if you didn't react, that was a marking of the devil. And they would march you around naked in front of the court to show them your markings, and then they'd kill you. That's a messed up stuff, man. Maybe I don't like that saying so much anymore, huh? But it has been cold here. That's for sure. You know, I remember my first experience with snowbirds. Silverbacks, I like to call them, because you can see the silver in the back of their hair as they're slowly driving in front of you. I went to Florida in my 20s. Tracy and I went there. The first time I saw the gathering of snowbirds or silverbacks, I was in wonder and amazement at all of them. Look at all of them gathering. It was a cool sight. Look at all these old people. And then in my 30s, we went back after we had kids, went to Disney. It wasn't so much wonder and amazement anymore, but maybe a little disgust. Fuck all these old people here. 
God, they're all driving slow. Hurry up. Then in my 40s, I realized every year that it's cold, I'm becoming more sensitive to it. And then it dawned on me. In 15, 20 years, I'll be down there in Florida with the group. Driving along, some young 20-something family will be looking at me in wonder and amazement with all the other snowbirds cruising around Florida. It's inevitable. I, too, will be a snowbird someday. Probably. Maybe not in Florida, but definitely somewhere else. So how's it going? How are you doing? How's your stuff? Are you feeling 2018? Are you feeling locked in? I hope you're in the groove now. You know, before I go on any further, I just want to announce that this is the first week that we've launched our website, bumpire.net, and uh, our Facebook page. It's been really cool. We really appreciate the support. And we have some new shows coming. Shoot the Moon is going to be a good group discussion type show. And Strange for Days, which is Unsolved Mysteries. They are in production right now, and they should be released soon. So what's been going on here? Oh, the 2018 Weight Loss Challenge is in full swing, and I'm happy to report that I lost four pounds after my first weigh-in. It's a contest we're holding at work. Yep, there's four or five of us in on it. Tommy was the big winner this week. He lost double digits. Way to go, Tommy. Bridget's in. Dave joined up. And now Tracy's even interested. And here's what the contest is. Every week, to keep it real, to keep it honest, we have to step on the scale on Fridays and then take a picture and send it to the group so everybody can see what you weigh. Because I think there's two types of people that stand on a scale. There's that one group, I think it's the minority of people that stand on a scale and they love their weight. They're willing to show it to anybody. But then there's the majority the group that I'm in, that we're a little uncomfortable showing our weight to everybody else, that we're, it's something we like to keep more close to the vest so that we're keeping it real. We're showing each other. We're being accountable to the group. We're showing them the effort that we put in each week. What I think is really cool is we got a couple females in the group, Bridget and Tracy. I mean, think about our society. Think about how vain our society is and how critical it is, especially on women, for them to be willing to step on a scale, take a picture, and show it to the group is pretty damn cool. And I know, they're not humongous. It's not like a couple of ladies that are the size of uh, the mom from What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Gilbert, Gilbert, help me up the stairs. It's nothing like that. They're normal sized. But it's still pretty cool for them to be able to take a picture of their weight, their scale, and show it to us. So big props to them. Oh, I have to tell you about this good deal I got last week from Best Buy. So my commute's long. I've been a long-time satellite radio listener. I'm an XM radio subscriber. And uh, I I switched cars over the summer. And when I did, taking out the antenna, I cut the wire. So I had to order a new antenna for my radio. And I looked around for the antennas, and they were like 20 bucks reconditioned from the website. And for some reason, I just thought that was a little expensive. So I've held off for a while. I decided I didn't need the radio that bad. But then I got into a discussion last Friday with one of my friends at work about XM radios. And he recently got one and kind of sparked my interest again. So I got on the internet, looked around. XM radios, Onyx, that's what I have. And I found this deal at Best Buy. 
the whole radio, the radio, the vehicle kit, everything, it's normally 70 bucks, was on sale for $15, $14.99. That is like striking fucking gold, man. I got so excited. This has to be an error on their website. I left work. I went to the closest Best Buy I could find. They had one on the shelf. It didn't have an on sale sign. But I said, fuck it. I'm bringing it up on my phone. We're going to argue. If we have to argue, this will go down today. You know, I brought it up on my phone, put it in my pocket, just as evidence later when they tell me that I can't buy it at that price. Went up there, rang up $14.99. The lady even said, oh my gosh, these are usually 70 bucks." I've been thinking about this good deal all week because you know what? I usually never find deals this good. I'm hyped. I almost started looking around today for a second one. I need a backup to the backup because now I have an extra radio. So I have all the extra stuff because I only needed the antenna, but I think maybe I'll need an extra antenna later. So let me buy another one. I looked it up. It's not on sale anymore. 70 bucks. Fuck that. I ain't going to pay 70 bucks for something I just paid $15 for, right? No, but that was a good deal. Very excited. Very excited. Haven't put it in yet, but I'm looking forward to it. What else happened over the weekend? We just got through a weekend and uh, had my company party. It was a standard party. It was nice, good food, but nothing out of the ordinary, nothing too crazy. The thing that was kind of funny about the company party is, is I don't like to wear suits. And you know, this is kind of a dress up event, but I never wear suits. I don't have to wear suits for work. Why should I have to wear one to, to dinner? It's not comfortable. So I didn't. I wore jeans, a dress up shirt, a jack sports jacket, decent shoes, said good enough. There has to be other people there that are doing this. And there were other people without ties on, but everybody's kind of business casual or better. And there I am with my jeans. I don't care. I was comfortable. It was a good dinner. Got to hang out with my friends for a little while. Tracy and I got to get some FaceTime with the boss. It was all good. And then on Sunday, we wanted to get out of the house and hang out with Gavin and Katie while they're still on break from school. So we went to Harper's Ferry, West Virginia. I think it's West Virginia. Pretty sure it's West Virginia. It was awesome. It's really cold outside, cold by the water. If you've never been to Harper's Ferry, it's a great place to visit. There's a lot of history, a lot of Civil War history there. And the Appalachian Trail headquarters is there. And we stopped by there. It's open every day of the year. And what we found out was really cool about the AT headquarters is that Well, let me just say this. For those of you who don't know what the Appalachian Trail is, it's a trail that runs from Georgia to Maine, I'm pretty sure. It's a couple thousand miles long, and um, people like to to hike the whole thing. A thru-hiker is someone who hikes it from beginning to end, either direction. And then a section hiker is a person that hikes different sections of it, and then cumulative over time, they end up doing the whole thing. Or you can do the whole thing that way. So what what the AT headquarters does is everybody who finishes, they take a picture of them and they put them in a log and they write the date and the name and the person can write something on this picture of them and they put it into a an album. And they have albums from 1973 to current of everybody who's finished the AT. So over the summer, Tracy, Rob, and I were training out on the AT and we were in a certain area. And we saw a lot of bear poop around that day. So we were a little skittish. Perhaps today's the day we're going to see one. We're running along and the trees kind of closed in on, made the trail narrow. You know, sometimes the trail can be real wide where we can run side by side. And other times it becomes very narrow to where it's just single file. 
and we're cruising along single file on this section, feeling a little skittish, and we hear something really big. It was some type of animal in the woods to our left. We could hear it moving around. All of us heard it. We all stopped. Tracy and I grabbed for our whistles that are on our hydration packs, and we start blowing, spinning around, just blowing the whistles, spinning around. And then I hear noise coming up on me. My heart is going so fast because I'm last in the line because I'm the slowest, right? And I hear something coming up behind me. I'm thinking this bear's coming walking up behind me. And it's a dude. He pops out of the bushes. And he's got these, like, sticks. And he's walking with sticks. And it's a thru-hiker. And his trail name is Sticks. We talked to him for a few minutes. He said, whatever was there is gone now. You sure scared it away. It was a young dude just cruising along. He's doing it. He's a thru-hiker. So we talked to him for a few minutes, and then we lost contact. But Tracy and I are at this AT headquarters this weekend. We said, hey, I wonder if Sticks ever finished. So we look it up in the book. We start figuring about when he would have finished. We looked it up. We found it. We found his picture. So he actually finished. And I figured what a cool way to launch my Twitter feed for this podcast. So I'm going to post a picture. I took a picture of the picture of Sticks, And this is the guy we met out on the trail when we thought a bear was coming to eat us. So come check out the show on Twitter. I will post the handle in the description of the show. I promise I'll do it. Just look at the description and you'll see my Twitter handle. Because as of right now, I don't have one, but I'm going to do it. I promise. Anyways, Harper's Ferry was a great day. It was really awesome. And um, it was so cold outside and it was empty because there weren't a lot of people out because it was so cold out. And right by the water... You know, it was so cold, like your face was stinging a little bit by the cold. Any exposed skin would sting. We had a lot of fun. And then afterwards, we went out, we met Rob, we exchanged Christmas presents because we hadn't seen each other because Rob and his family had uh, the flu for a while. So we didn't want to go around them. So we decided to exchange Christmas presents for the kids. We met at this place called Mod Pizza out near where Robert lives, Broadlands. If you hear the dogs barking in the background, I told you I have them. One of them is yelping pretty disgustingly, kind of pissing me off, but I'll let it go for now. Anyways, we went to this place called Mod Pizza, and it's like a personal pan pizza place, and you walk through this line, and you tell them what you want on your pizza, and they take out these little pieces of paper. They write down what you want, and then they make your pizza right there, right then and there. So I'm in the line, and, and the guy that's making the pizzas, he's kind of all uppity. He seems like he seems like really nervous, like he's going too fast, like his mind is working faster than his body can work. So he's talking to us really quick, and we noticed he was kind of messing up the papers. Like he put Rob's, like Rob ordered separate from our family, but he mixed up the papers, and he put Rob's in with ours, and then he asked for all of our pizzas, and he was scratching things out and starting the new papers again, all this weird stuff. Finally... He got the orders placed, and then Tracy and I ordered side salads with ours too. And I think that threw his mind off of it, because he proceeded to fill the whole order, except for my pizza. But here's what the weird thing was, is that when I went to pay, I usually tip people, but I said, they really didn't do anything for me. They're just doing their job making food, and then we come up and get it later. They don't bring it to our table, nothing. So I didn't give him a tip. So I figured he was mad, because I was like, watch, they're going to fuck. In my mind, after I paid, I was like, watch, they're going to fuck with me somehow. And then interestingly enough, they forgot my pizza. And when they forgot my pizza, I could feel myself boiling. I could feel when they came back and said, what, are we missing something? And I was like, yeah, number 404, 
You know, we ordered four pizzas and he says, oh my gosh. And they look around and then my paper was left over at the original ordering place. It wasn't just like, oh, the guy that, that took my money had it there because he was the one sort of finishing the, the orders. It wasn't like he had it there. They were like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, sir. And I could feel my blood boiling because now I'm out of sync with my family, right? Everybody got their food and they want to eat and I don't have any food. So I'm going to have to get my food later and then they're all going to be done and then they're going to be sitting. And I hate being off sync like that. I like everybody to be kind of in the same time zone when we're eating together. You know what I mean? So when my blood was boiling, I was getting pissed. I could feel it. It's like just, it was like a, you know, like looking at one of those old thermometers and watching the red go up higher. If I could feel the blood going up into my head, I was getting mad. But then the guy said, sir, let me pay for your dinner. Okay, he's trying to make it right. Just don't get fucking mad. Just okay. He said, I'll need the card that we put the order on. I'll refund you. So I went and got my wallet. And I said, man, look, you can, you, you filled up most of the orders. Just take my pizza off if you want to do it. And he said, no way. I'm taking off the whole order. Let us buy you dinner. It's a $55 order. Took everything off. He made it okay. Then I decided, shit, you can be laid on my pizza every time if it'll be free. You know? Lucked out. Got a good deal, right? Don't you like to hear about good stories like that? That was a happy ending for us. So that was kind of cool. And Sunday was fun. Harper's Ferry was good. But as you can tell, my diet's been a little bit off. So I've got to get back on track. We got a weigh-in coming soon. Tomorrow's Wednesday. Weigh-in's coming on Friday. Got to rope it back in. So, hey, can we talk about the weather without involving politics for just a minute? Let's not use it as a talking point. Let's just talk about the weather in general. The majority of environmental scientists from around the world agree that humans contribute to the problem of global warming. Okay, this is not a sales pitch. I'm not trying to sell you on anything politically. Just hear me out. It is a very, very high percentage, over 90% of the world's, the world's environmental scientists agree that humans are contributing to the problem of global warming. It's beyond me that anybody could discard what these people are saying. I'm not saying you have to buy in entirely, but you should buy in some. I mean, shouldn't it count for something? However, in the same breath, I don't think anybody really knows what's going on with the weather. I mean, we can take good educated guesses as to what's going on, but we don't really know what's going on. For a 100% fact, it's hard for me to believe that humans are causing the destruction of Earth like some want you to believe. But get this, though, and here's why I want to talk about this. Because I was doing a little UFO research lately. And I found another article, and it had some some cool information in it. And I was reading through it. One of the things that came up in this article was that there were actually, well, this in this article referred to two mass life extinction events. Okay, so what a life extinction event is, is like the dinosaurs. I guess anybody who's over the age of eight that went to elementary school knows that dinosaurs once existed on the earth. It's hard to say that they didn't because we're finding their bones and we're putting them back together. We kind of know that they existed. And in most schools, they teach you that some catastrophic event happened and the dinosaurs became extinct. And the common belief is that a meteor hit the earth some 65 million years ago and all the dinosaurs were wiped out. 
This caused an ice age. Everything froze over and almost everything died. And then now we're in a thaw out. We're at the end of the ice age here. The weather's acting fruity lately. I mean, you have to admit that. Like I said, this isn't a talk about politics. I'm not trying to get you to agree to one side or the other. That's all beside the point. The weather's really freaking weird. Remember last year, right at the beginning of the year, we kept having those hurricanes or those whatever they're called, nor'easters or whatever. A bunch of them in a row, one after another, right early in the year. Areas are flooding. They say that all the ice caps are melting. All this stuff's happening. Pretty freaky. But here's the interesting part about this article. It referred to a second mass life extinction event. One that happened before the dinosaur event. Yes, there were two. That got my attention. Wait a minute, I've never heard of a second one. So you're telling me there was a second mass life extinction event on Earth? And this one was before the dinosaurs. And they say it killed off 90% of what was on Earth. Say that one had something to do with acid rain and stuff like that. So I said, oh man, I need to share this with you this week. That's pretty crazy, right? So I go looking it up, and on a couple sites, I real I find that there were five. There were five extinction events, mass extinctions, on this planet. There were five, based upon the evidence that scientists can find in rocks and all whatever, however they find it. There were five of these events, five times in this Earth's history that we know of, life almost ceased to exist. So you're going to tell me that humans are responsible for what's happening with the weather now. And I have to call bullshit on that. Like I said, I believe we're contributing to it. And as one of the articles I read said, we are contributing to the extinction of other animals based upon stuff that we're doing, like pollution, like overfishing, like cutting down the forests and all that type of stuff. Yeah, we may be responsible for the extinction of other animals, sure. That seems to even make sense. I don't even think there's an argument. How can there be an argument there? Seems very logical. If we're cutting down the forest and all these animals have nowhere to go, they're going to die, right? Or if we keep fishing fish out of the sea, these different sea creatures, we keep just overfishing them, eventually they'll go away. That's common sense. So we are contributing to a, a mass extinction event, but we're not controlling what the Earth is doing. The earth is going to do what it's going to do. And there's nothing we can do about it. Is that too heavy for you? Am I too deep? I don't know. I don't know where you stand on that. But after learning that, think about it. Five times that this has happened on earth. You know what's really kind of weird is When I was younger, I don't know if you feel the same way, but when I was younger, I almost felt like we had control over destiny of the earth. Like we had it figured out, you know? We we could control what's going to happen. For some reason, it was like, oh, that big meteor hit the earth, caused an ice age, but that was so long ago, now that's done. But the reality of it is, is I guess a meteor could hit the earth at any time. And to top it off, other events could happen to cause life to go away. So we're not in control as much as we think we are. 
I don't see how anybody could think any different. Anyways, I think I'm going to go ahead and leave the conversation here. I hope your week is going well. And uh, I'll catch up with you next time. Take it easy.